everybody. Welcome back to the show. It's the Honestly Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Schaefer. And it's a Thursday, recording this, getting it ready for you for your Friday to get the weekend started. And it's still hot here. Schools in Georgia go back early August, first week of August, right near the end of July. No teachers go back here pretty soon. Um, but it's still summer, and, you know, with so much time, you know, it's not just uh, kids can stay up on the weekends. I always love summer because the curfew, I can't remember the exact how it worked. I know when I was younger, when I was in, you know, elementary, middle, high school, uh, you had to go to sleep at a certain time earlier just to be functioning in the morning because some schools start so early, way too early. And so, board game time was always on the weekends, um, for the most part. Any games that you're going to be staying up a little bit later, definitely the monopolies and the risks of the world. But during the summertime, that's when we had time to stay up. You could play video games and board games and watch movies all in an evening. You know, if you had friends coming over, it was summer break. You could do that on a Monday and not have a problem because Tuesday was just another day of summer. Man, summer is magical. Magical. And as a child, having that freedom to be outside and not have school, it was a truly glorious thing and moment. And I think it's why it's so nostalgic for for kids, Uh, well, adults, and when they look back, I was doing that when I was wondering what to, to share with everyone for today's episode, and I thought video game would be fun. You know, that was something we did during, especially during the summertime when we were younger, we had more time. Um, in the evenings, when, you know, you're outside all day running around in the woods where I grew up, trying to create dams in the creeks behind my parents' house. Um you're all tuckered out, you go inside, and then you can hang out with your friends and play games or play board games, in this case. And I was remembering, you know, I've covered uh, board games, sorry, I've covered Monopoly. I've covered a couple of video game manuals, Super Mario Brothers, um, NBA Jam. But what I haven't covered is my favorite board game of all time. And that is Clue. And I don't know what it is about Clue. I think that a lot of board games require luck. Include us too. You have a dice and, or a die, I guess, in this case, and you roll it. And so there's some luck there. But I was looking on Wikipedia. I just want some cursory uh, background information to share with you guys. And uh, it says skills involved and are required or involved, and it says deduction. And I think that was that was the thing about Clue that made me enjoy it so much. There was the mystery to it, and I love the idea of a murder mystery and solving a case. But there was some logic to it, and there was deduction. There was a bit more skill than than other games, and that's the thing combined with the the exciting murder mystery that I loved. 
uh, playing Clue. Um, it's been a while since I've played Clue. I think I need to make efforts to to go back and, and play it. It's quite enjoyable. Um, they did make a movie out of Clue. When I get into the info about the um, the game, I'll share that. But um, if you don't know, 1985, it's like a comedy murder mystery. Tim Curry's in it. Uh, Christopher Lloyd is in it. It's a great cast, great ensemble cast, and it's funny and and it's a it's a cult classic. I think I think it's safe to say that um, whether or not it, I don't think well, let's say I guess the idea of cult classics they don't they don't do all that well in the theaters. I'm not sure it, it did. It had multiple endings. It's streaming now. I, I just watched it the other day on. Amazon, I guess it was. And sure, it's a little clunky at times, but I think it still holds up. Still has some of that charm, and and the mystery is still there. And that's that's really all you need. A nice um, contained movie in one house with mysteries you're trying to solve. A lot of fun. So, the board game Clue. I'm going to read the instructions. For you, but I'm first gonna get into just a couple of quick background items. Uh, if you're like me, you may not know the history of it, where it came from. So, let's check that out first. So, it's actually under Clue is under Cluedo, C L U E D O, um, which is known as outside of North America. Um, and like I said, murder mystery game three to six players. It was uh, devised by a gentleman named Anthony E. Bratt from Birmingham, England. And then it was first manufactured by Waddington's in the UK in 1949. So it's been around for a good amount of time. What We're coming up on the, I guess we just said the 70th anniversary of Clue, or Cluedo, as it's known outside uh, North America. Um, it was... Parker Brothers, I know, had the um, rights to it, and then Hasbro ultimately bought them out or made Parker Brothers like a a brand within Hasbro. Hasbro has the rights now. Hasbro's the giant toy manufacturer now. And we'll get into the other information they provide here is just about the suspects and who they are and um, the point of the game. We'll get into that when we get into the, the clue instructions. I won't spoil that. Um, they've had various versions of the game. There have been books, the movie, the aforementioned movie. Even a musical has been released as part of the franchise. Um, interesting bit here that we won't see or hear about in the instructions. Hasbro, in 2016, launched a what now is the current version of the game with a the first new original character in over 67 years Dr. Orchid which I just found out about didn't know Dr. Orchid was a a, uh, a character alright so just a little background there's a lot more about Clue if you want to read into the history if you never played the game Clue go play it it's a lot of fun get some friends um, if you haven't played in a while, maybe like me, you want to get back into it. But uh, let's let's get into the instruction book and learn all about the game and how it's played. So this 
I'm reading this off the Hasbro website. They have a PDF of the instructions. And the instructions, uh, it says clue, and you can see silhouettes of all the, all six of the characters, um, instruction book, and then there's a thumbprint on the, the cover of the book. Parker Brothers Classic Detective Game for three to six players, ages eight to adult. And on one side we have a, uh, uh, sort of like a news article. Uh, it's just there as a, an image, murder at Tudor Mansion, and that gives you some information about how there's no evidence of break-in. There's a body found, mansion searched, and guests and staff questions set, set in the scene for the game that's to come. Uh, there's a fake police report here, and it shows pictures of all of our, all of our main characters. Professor Peter Plum, Colonel Michael Mustard, Mr. John Green... Mrs. Patricia Peacock, Miss Josephine Scarlet, and Mrs. Blanche White. And then, so that's our second page, page three, and we're going to get into the instructions. Object, welcome to Tudor Mansion, your host, Mr. John Boddy, B-O-D-D-Y, plan word there, has met an untimely end. He's the victim of foul play. To win this game, you must determine the answer to these three questions. Who done it? Where? And with what weapon? And as I read this, I am reminded of a, a wonderful scene in the sequel to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, where Bill and Ted are... There's evil robot Bill and Ted, and they kill the regular Bill and Ted, and Bill and Ted have to breakout um, of being dead. Uh, Death is there, played by William Sadler. Um, and they have to beat him in a series of board games. Clue being, being one of them. Um, wonderful scene. And and they are also... Well, now I'm questioning myself. I haven't seen that in a couple of years. I'm pretty sure they play Clue. Seems like they would have. They played Battleship for sure. And I think Electron Football, probably Clue. Either way, they're filming Bill and Ted 3 to complete the trilogy. Although I don't think it was planned to be a trilogy. But either way, that shows how uh, great of a game Clue is to be included. Back to the instructions. Equipment, Clue, Game Board. This shows nine rooms in Mr. Body's Mansion. Six character pawns, each representing one of the suspects. Colonel Mustard, Miss Scarlet, Professor Plum, Mr. Green, Mrs. White, Mrs. Peacock. Six miniature weapons, rope, lead pipe, knife, wrench, candlestick, and pistol. Deck of cards, one card for each of the six suspects, six weapons, and nine rooms pad of detective notebooks to aid in your investigation, confidential case file envelope, and two dice. So for setup, step one, look on the game board for the start space and suspect name nearest you. Take that suspect character pawn as yours and put it on that space. If fewer than six are playing, be sure to place the remaining character pawns onto the appropriate names. 
they might, after all, be involved in the crime, and they must be on the premises. 2. Place each of the weapons in a different room. Select any six of the nine rooms. 3. Place the empty envelope marked Case File Confidential on the stairs in the center of the board. 4. Sort the pack of cards into three groups, suspects, rooms, and weapons. Shuffle each group separately and place each face down on the table. Then, so no one can see them, take the top card from each group and place it into the envelope. The case file now contains the answers to the questions. Who? Where? What weapon? 5. Shuffle together the three piles of remaining cards. Then deal them, face down, clockwise around the table. It doesn't matter if some players receive more cards than others. Secretly look at your own cards. Because they're in your hand, they can't be in the case file, which means none of your cards was involved in the crime. 6. Take a detective's notebook sheet. Fold it in half so no one can see the notes you make, and check off the cards that are in your hand if you wish. And 7. Miss Scarlet always goes first. Play then proceeds in turn to the first player's left. Gameplay. Moving your character pawn. On each turn, try to reach a different room in the mansion. To start your turn, move your character pawn either by rolling the dice or, if you're in a corner room, using a secret passage. Here's how. Rolling. Roll the dice and move your character pawn the number of squares you rolled. You may move horizontally or vertically, forward or backward, but not diagonally. You may change directions as many times as your roll will allow. You may not, however, enter the same square twice on the same turn. You may not enter or land on a square that's already occupied by another suspect. Secret Passages The rooms in opposite corners of the mansion are connected by secret passages. If you're in one of these rooms at the start of your turn, you may, if you wish, use a secret passage instead of rolling. To move through a secret passage, announce that you wish to do so, and then move your character pawn to the room in the opposite corner. Entering and leaving a room You may enter or leave a room either by rolling the dice and moving through a door, or by moving through a secret passage. A door is the opening in the wall, not the space in front of the doorway. When you pass through a door, do not count the doorway itself as a space. You may not pass through a door that's blocked by an opponent's character pawn. As soon as you enter a room, stop moving. It doesn't matter if you roll a number that's higher than you need to enter. You may not re-enter the same room on a single turn. It is possible that your opponents might block any and all doors and trap you in a room. If this happens, you must wait for someone to move out and unblock a door so you can leave. Alright, that was page 4. On to page 5. Making a suggestion. As soon as you enter a room, make a suggestion. By making a suggestions throughout the game, you try to determine by process of elimination which three cards are in the confidential case file envelope. To make a suggestion, move a suspect and a weapon into the room that you just entered. Then suggest that the crime was committed in that room by that suspect with that weapon. Example. Let's say that you're Miss Scarlet and you enter the lounge. First, move another suspect, Mr. Green, for instance, into the lounge. Then move a weapon, the wrench, perhaps, into the lounge. Then say, I suggest the crime was committed in the lounge by Mr. Green with the wrench. 
Remember three things. You must be in the room that you mention in your suggestion. Be sure to consider all character pawns, including spare suspects and including yourself, as falling under equal suspicion. And there is no limit to the number of suspects or weapons that may be in one room at one time. Proving a suggestion true or false. As soon as you make a suggestion, your opponents in turn try to prove it false. The first to try is the player to your immediate left. That player looks at his or her cards to see if one of the three cards you just named is there. If the player does have one of the cards named, he or she must show it to you and no one else. If the player has more than one of the cards named, he or she selects just one to show you. If that opponent has none of the cards that you named, then the chance to prove your suggestion false passes, in turn, to the next player on the left. As soon as one opponent shows you one of the cards that you named, it is proof that this card cannot be in the envelope. End your turn by checking off this card in your notebook. Some players find it helpful to mark the initials of the player who showed the card. If no one is able to prove your suggestion false, you may either end your turn or make an accusation now. See Making an Accusation section for details. And moving on to page 6. More about moving and making suggestions. You may make only one suggestion after entering a particular room. To make your next suggestion, you must either enter a different room or, sometime after your next turn, re-enter the room that you most recently left. You may not forfeit a turn to remain in a particular room, but if you're trapped in a room because your opponents are blocking the door, you must remain there until the door is unblocked and you can move out of the room. When you make a suggestion, you may, if you wish, name one or more of the cards that you hold in your own hand. You might want to do this to gain information or to mislead your opponents. You may make a suggestion that includes a suspect or weapon that's already in your room. In this case, transferring one or both of those items into the room is not necessary. When a transfer is necessary, leave the items in the new location after the suggestion is made. If the suspect transferred was your character pawn, you may, on your next turn, do one of two things. Move from the room in one of the usual ways, or make a suggestion for that room. If you decide to make a suggestion, do not roll the dice or move your character pawn. You may, if you wish, make a suggestion followed by an accusation on the same turn. See Making an Accusation below. Making an Accusation when you think you figured out which three cards are in the envelope, you may, on your turn, make an accusation and name any three elements you want. First say, I accuse suspect of committing the crime in the room with the weapon. Then, so no one else can see, look at the cards in the envelope. When making an accusation, you may name any room, unlike a suggestion, where your character pawn must be in the room you suggest. And then to page 6, down to page 7. Important. You may make only one accusation during a game. If your accusation is incorrect, or if any one of the cards that you named is not inside the case file, secretly return all three cards to the envelope. You cannot make any further moves in the game, and therefore cannot win. You do continue to try to prove your opponent's suggestions false by showing cards when asked. 
your opponents may continue to move your character pawn into the various rooms where they make suggestions. If, after making a false accusation, your character pawn is blocking a door, move it into that room so that other players may enter. Winning. You win the game if your accusation is completely correct. That is, if you find in the envelope all three of the cards that you named. When this happens, take out all three cards and lay them out for everyone to see. And those are the instructions to order additional detective notepads. You may order extra notepads directly from the address below. Please enclose a check made out to HPD for $1.50 each. Includes postage and handling. Allow six to eight weeks for delivery. We will be happy to answer questions about this game. Write to Hasbro Games, Consumer Affairs Department, P.O. Box 200, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, 02862, or telephone 888-836-7025, toll free. Canadian consumers, please write to Hasbro, Canada, P.O. Box 267, Station A, Longwell, Quebec, J4H, 3 X6. And the board game clue. We're heading into the weekend. I can't think of any better weekend activity. Get some friends together, get some family together. If you have the game of clue and you're playing it readily, bust it out. If it's buried away in a chest somewhere, in a plastic bin with old games in an attic. Pull those stairs down from the ceiling and be careful. Attic stairs are rickety from my experience. Get up in the attic. Bust out the old clue game. If you don't own it, go buy it. Purchase it. You won't regret it. Any of those situations that involve you playing the the board game clue. And then, to cap it off, go on one of the streaming services and, and watch the movie. And that would make for one heck of an, an evening this weekend. So, my favorite board game, Clue. Check it out. And of course, let me know. Let the show know. The show being me. Me being the show. Uh, How to Sleep Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm going to post some images from the manual. As always, the link to the manuals are there in the show notes if you want to check out what that looks like. If you play the game, watch the movie, share those out would be awesome. And of course, any suggestions of manuals that you think of or that you come across that you would love to hear read, both just to hear them read and spoken or to fall asleep to, share up to the show, How to Sleep Podcast. Other than that, until Monday's mini-manual, have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you all soon.